We're starting this new series, and this is really more of an intro because what I wanted to do this morning was talk to you about why we do the things that we do. Um, my son, uh, you, so I've been at Living Spring for almost 14 years, and my son, uh, you've watched him grow up, really. Uh, a lot of you have. Um, he's, he's now 19, so he, would, he would, got here when he was four, and uh, he was a, um, a, a handful Okay, he was a handful. He'd run all around. He'd climb. We had a wall out there, and he would walk on the wall. And CC Helmers would yell at him. And I'm like, I'm like, this church is gonna like fire me before I even get started. Like it's just uh, we're, we're not we're not gonna make it. And uh, so he he would do all that. And then he he started getting older, and uh, you know, it's just really rambunctious. And and this is how this is what it's like to raise kids. When you raise kids. They start, when, when they start out, they're dependent. They're dependent on you. We had to drive him around, drive him to soccer practice. We had to drive him to uh, his doctor's appointments. We, we were driving him around to, to go. He's dependent. We have to buy his food. We have to uh, take care of him. We got to um, uh, just make sure that everything's going okay. And, 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 and sometimes it was infuriating because he wouldn't do what he we wanted to do and we had raised two girls and they they were fine <laughs> like it couldn't have been us we had like two examples and everything was good and so uh they they were like dependent on me thank you sir and uh and um so that's dependence Okay, when, when they're dependent on you. And the goal of parenting, hopefully, is that you get them to where they can make their own lunch in the morning. You get them to where they can dress themselves. You get them potty trained. You get them all, uh, they, 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 like the idea is that you want them to be uh, independent. You know what, I think it's a Wi-Fi issue, dude, because when it gets farther away from there, it doesn't work. Oh, hi, everybody at Facebook Live. This is what we're talking about. Um, so I'll just go, I'll just go, yeah. What we want is interdependence. Interdependence. Because what's happened in our culture, and uh, for, I'm not trying to bash America or anything like that, but we have become a culture of independent people. We have a declaration of independence. And that started out as independence from England, but it's, it's being celebrated. Be your own man. Be your own woman. You got to achieve. You got to get all that you can get. You, you have to be, you, you shouldn't need anybody. But interdependence is every single healthy relationship I've ever been in my life. There's an interdependence. I need my wife desperately she kind of needs me sometimes <laughs> interdependence so i have this statement you can go ahead and put it up on the next slide the bible is written in the context of community now as americans we open our bible and it says that jesus loves you and that um you know you you need to uh it has all these kind of commands and I, I sit in my quiet time in the morning and I read them and I go, oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing that. Oh, I'm not doing that. That one's a hard one. I just ripped that one right out and put it in the trash. Going through, yeah, 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 John, John, you, 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 you. Those letters weren't written to a person. I mean, a couple were, Timothy and that. It was written to a church, to a community. And so uh, 
when, when we approach church, we need to approach it as a community. Now, you don't, this is not the guilt portion of the sermon, okay? That's coming a little bit later. Uh, no, there's no, there's no guilt portion. But I just want to make you aware that the church in America has become selfish. It's become self-centered. It's become consumeristic. You could be in a family uh, and leave that family because the church down the street has better donuts, which they do not, okay? I mean, it's, you know, you know, the music, the this, the that, the this, the that, because we, we, get, we want it to be about us. Now, I'm, if you find a church that preaches the word and grows you, go. I mean, I'm, I'm not worried about that. But what I am worried about is that we, we, we're losing community. So we're going to look uh, first in he, uh, the book of Hebrews, and uh, just to set up what's going on, um, in Hebrews, it, it's a book to Jews, and, and the writer, we don't necessarily know who the writer is, is writing and trying to tell them that the, the old way of Judaism is, is over, that, that you don't need to sacrifice anymore. And so they, they, their whole lives were, were predicated around the temple and around the synagogues and around sacrifice and around um, their heavenly father and being the people of God. And so this, this was their culture. It was the, the, the Bible is written in the context of community, but not just for the Jews and their community. But then Jesus comes along and he says to Peter, hey, I say you're, 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 you're Peter. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my gathering, my ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He didn't say, Peter, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, later on, we're going to have this thing called the Bible. You're going to read it every morning, and you're going to be a really good Christian. He says, no, we're building a church. We're building a church. And so the problem with losing the sacrificial system and losing that, that temple stuff is that you begin to lose community if you're not careful. So the writer of Hebrews, where we're going to uh, hit up, is uh, chapter 10. And um, he's kind of talking about how, um, uh, of, of what the consequences are, the good consequences of, this, of losing the sacrificial system. So go to that uh, Hebrews 10. So he says, and this is really important, therefore... What? Brothers and sisters. Not therefore Mark. He's, he's talking to a church. He's talking to what? Brothers and sisters. The Bible is written in the context of community. Brothers and sisters. Our culture is becoming more and more independent. And we're losing interdependence. So he starts out with brothers and sisters. And then he goes on. Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, this is incredible language. We don't understand it now because it was written uh, right when, the, when that, um, the sacrificial system ended. But what would happen in the temple is you would go, the priest would go into the holy of holies. They believed that if you went in the holy of holies, you would die. Only the high priest could go in. We don't know if it's true, but tradition has it that they would tie a rope onto his leg with bells on it. And then when he would walk into the Holy of Holies, if they didn't hear the bells anymore, it means 
God took care of him and they just pulled that bad boy out by his foot. Now, we don't know that that, it's very, there's a long tradition that that's true, but we don't know for sure, okay? And so you would enter the Holy Holies. This is what the writer's saying. We have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus Christ. In other words, you can get right to the face of God through prayer and through his word. That's why we're doing this 40 days of prayer. My prayer is that us in community and you in your small group communities would see the face of God together. He says, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. This was one sacrifice for all. You can go to the next slide. And since we have this great uh, uh, priest over the house of God, go ahead. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings. So, so this writer's going, listen, we're done away with the sacrificial system, but it doesn't mean, it means now you can even get closer to God than you could before. Next slide. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from the uh, guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water go ahead to the next one let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who is promised is faithful now if i was going to ask you how do you hold unswervingly to the hope if, if you this would be my answer well you just do it you just you got to get to that point, that mature life. you got to get mature enough to where you just, you're just, I'm unswerving. You just walk into some place, tempted by it, I'm unswerving. Don't need that. Because what? I'm independent. I got this. I got this. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the man, or in your case, the woman, whatever. Hold unswervingly. It just, it just sounds like a big weight placed upon me. Like he, here, you have access to God. You have access to, to the most holy place through Jesus, but you better do it unswervingly. Because <laughs> he who promised is faithful, and so you better be faithful. I wonder what this next verse could possibly say different than that. I mean, what would you expect the next verse to say other than just so try harder? Go ahead. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. In other words, the sacrificial system is over. Now it's not the high priest that gets to see God face to face. You get to see God face to face. And you better do it unswervingly. And it's done in community that unswerving faith happens in community this is why we push people to small groups and again you'll get a phone call this week there's plenty of time we'll get your small group all, all figured out i'm teaching one too so i'm holding myself accountable one of the reasons why we say you need to be in small groups is because we understand this concept and as marquise alluded coming to church is great i think church is wonderful Heck, I go to church every Sunday. Uh, but 
And it's great. And my, my wife and I, before, when I was in business, I went, we went to church every Sunday, uh, even if I had to mow the lawn, even during football season, which is, and we, I didn't have a cell phone to be watching in the things like you guys do while I'm preaching. And so, and so yeah, it's funny because it's true. I see some of the glow right back. No, I'm, I'm playing. I, I know you don't do that. And, and here's another thing. I'll even, I'll even double down on it. I think you should go to church every Sunday. I don't think it's something that just fits into your schedule, and here's why. Because what we do when we attend church on Sunday is we say to God, God, not only is part of my money yours, but part of my time is yours, and I'm just going to make this a commitment. And here's what I've noticed. Just like the gym, each Sunday on its own isn't the thing that changes lives. It's that consistency where you start to, then you say to yourself, okay, well, we can't do that because we need to go to church. What did you just do? Oh, we put Christ first in, a, in our time. Now, again, if you miss or you go on vacation, it's, it's not a guilt thing, okay? That comes a little later. It's, uh, no, it's not coming. It's just, I just think it's really important. I think it's important to worship together like we did this morning. Uh, you can, we sing together. I think it's wonderfully important to take communion together, Right? But circles are better than rows. Circles are better than rows. And I think rows are awesome. Okay, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> you didn't add that one, Marquise, right? But circles are better. And I'll, I'll, I'll show you why. So we consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. How do we do that in this context? We, it's hard. You see somebody, hey, how you doing, whatever. It's, we're in the patio, the coffee car. Maybe when we stand up, you go, maybe you might go out to lunch. Oh, now we're getting started somewhere. Now we're getting, because now we're face to face instead of all facing forward. How do we spur one another on? How do we encourage one another? How do we say, man, I've been through that exact same thing. I know you can do it. Here's how I did it. How do you spur one another on? Let us not give up meeting together. This is a command in the Bible, as some are in the habit of doing. This actually is the guilty part. Because I just have to read the Bible the way it says it. Let's not give up meeting together. He said, well, I go Sunday morning. That's a great start. Rows are awesome. I love them. But there needs to be a group of people in your life that know you that know about you. You don't have to go, your first day, you go into a 40 days of prayer thing and start talking about, you know, what you were like at 16. You don't, have to, you don't have to do that, okay? But as you begin to see what goes on and you begin to see how the Holy Spirit moves in those groups, it's incredible. Go ahead to the next one. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Dave, is that next slide, 1 Corinthians? Okay, we'll hold off for a second. So, so what, what he's trying to do here, what the writer's trying to do is he's trying to say, look, you had the community of the sacrificial system. You'd, you'd go up to the festivals. You'd go through all those things, all that Jewish ritual. But now Jesus has come. But you still need those rituals. You still need that community. A relationship with God has always been about his people. He starts the whole thing off. Brothers and sisters, I'm writing to a group of you. And some have lost the idea that 
their relationship with God includes other people walking with them. Now, um, this doesn't have to be living spring people. Your, your people that you walk with, your, your meeting together, could be a group that you had from your old church or this here or somebody at work, and we'll talk about that uh, as well, just, to, just real quick. You can lead one of these groups. It's 40 days of prayer. It's not like Theology 101 or 401 or whatever it is. It's not that. It's not like, hey, can you explain the Trinity? <laughs> Like it's, it's not that. It's just getting together with a group of people. So if you're at work and you have a couple people that want to go through it, three, four, whatever, and you go, hey, my church is doing this 40 days of prayer. I've, I want to commit myself to 40 days of prayer. Do you guys want to? And we'll just get together on, at lunchtime and we'll discuss it. Because you just go through. I'll, I'll preach a sermon. They can get it, that online if they want. But otherwise, you're just going through and you're just writing through a journal of praying for 40 days. Just learning about God. Why do we pray? How do you pray for healing? All these different things. So why is it important that we, we do this together? Well, it's because of this independent mindset. Well, I'll just do it on my own. I'll just, I'll just do it on my own. There's lots of things online I can look at. Here's where this came from. The early church would gather, they'd meet in homes and they'd have fellowship and they'd share things and they'd, they'd, they'd share their lives and they'd have meals together. And then the, the, the church became institutionalized. And then there was a power st structure, okay? The Pope, the Church of England, all this kind of stuff, we'd go, go along, go along. And then the Reformation came and then we just took little micro things like that. So then the pastor is the one who's got the word of God. And there's a bunch of reasons why that happened. Some people couldn't read. You did need someone. But then about uh, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, there was this idea that you go to church to learn the Bible. You go to church to learn the Bible. And I got nothing wrong with that. You should go to church to learn the Bible. But that became like the goal, to learn as much of the Bible as you possibly can, which is fine. But that's not the goal that the Bible has for you. <laughs> the Bible has for you that you walk in a community of Christians, little Christ, and that you help each other, iron sharpening iron, that you'd hold one another accountable, that you'd see, you'd maybe have a strong word for someone like, man, I, I notice these patterns in your life. I don't think they're going to go very well. And what's happened is, if the goal is to learn the Bible, you can learn it on YouTube now. You don't have to come here. You're like, like <laughs> you're like YouTube. Oh my gosh, Charles Stanley's on there. Yeah, um, like 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 technology has made it so that you can learn the Bible. I, I guarantee you, when Jesus looked in the face of Peter and said, "Upon uh, this rock I will build my church," he wasn't thinking online. He was thinking face to face that we would be in community. Now, why is this important? Because you might be thinking to yourself, John, first of all, I don't know anybody. Uh, I really don't like people at all. Um, and so I would just, they make me uncomfortable, uh, all these kinds of things. So this is what I wanted to show you in 1 Corinthians. Go ahead to that, that. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit 
distributes them. So this means that I might have a gift of whatever, teaching or whatever, but I don't have the gift of encouragement. So I'm, I'm lacking in that. I, I, don't, I don't have it. He didn't, for some reason, distribute it to me. For some reason, when there was like, I got to the patience line, there was like, we're, we're going to get some more. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. And I just went going, right? <laughs> right? Like, like I, just, I just don't have, there are some gifts I just don't have, okay? And uh, I, I'm not, I don't have the gift of helps really that much. Matter of fact, I don't even know if I have any gifts now that I think about it, um, which is why I need you, which is why you need me. The Holy Spirit distributes these gifts. Now you say, you might say to yourself, John, I just became a Christian yesterday and I assure you I have no gifts. That's not what, well, then you're calling the Bible. You do have that gift. And it is needed in the Bible. We don't have time to go over it. Uh, but uh, the Bible, Paul tells this whole long thing about the body. The church, is, the church is, has always been uh, interdependent. And he starts talking about the different systems of the body. The hand can't say to the eye, I don't need you. And the eye can't say to the foot, I don't need you. Right? Like we're all, all interdependent. This is, this is the only way the people of God have ever been described. They're never described as individuals. They're always described as needing one another. And so you have a gift, a spiritual gift, that we desperately need. Now, in this context... You can't just start doing that gift because we're in rows and it's just not the place for it. But in a small group, you can be sitting there, you're listening to somebody and that gift of encouragement just comes welling up. And maybe there's nobody else in that room that has that gift. And if you weren't there, they wouldn't be encouraged. And they just sit. Maybe they wouldn't even say anything. It's been distributed as the Spirit distributes them. Go ahead to the next one. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. What, 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 how do you serve? Do you serve things? No, you serve people. Go ahead. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. God is at work, work in you to will and work for his good pleasure. It's a famous verse. You've probably heard it before. But in an, in an independent nature, in an independent culture, we think God is at work in me, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. That means he's working on me to become a better Christian. Partly, he does want you to be a better Jesus, but he also wants to work through you to somebody else who's in need that doesn't have the gift that you have, that doesn't have the perspective that you have, doesn't have the family of origin that you have, that you have the perspective that you have. And some of you might be thinking, John, I don't really know the Bible. I, I don't know how the Holy Spirit's going to use me. Um, and so I just wanted to tell you about a Bible study. We had a small group uh, on our street. We felt like God wanted us to it was the same type of thing. Our pastor was like, you need to be in community, you need to be in community. But 
we, we, I just said, well, can I just start my own community like on the street? And he was like, yeah, that's perfect. And so we invited our neighbors and I went to this guy, John, uh, John Grumman. He's huge. He's huge. And he has a big beard and he just looks like Sasquatch. And, and, and he's like super intimidating because well, I didn't know him. And uh, I felt the Lord saying, go ask him to go ask him to the small group. I'm like, why don't you ask him? <laughs> I'll put an open sign on the front door, and if he walks through, you know, you give him a dream. You've done that before. You can do all sorts of stuff. And, and he said, you know, you ask him. I'm like, you ask him. And then, <laughs> then I asked him. Because <laughs> I don't think God was very getting, I think he was getting upset with me. So this is why I said, I said, John, or my name's John, he's, I'm John. Hey, w- would you, um, I was just thinking, maybe, would you be interested in going to a Bible study? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, if it could be at my house. I'm like, really? Now I got location? And like, yeah, and if I can bake cookies. Like, no, he didn't say that, but... Uh, <laughs> So we end up having this, this Bible study at his house. I'm supposed to be the teacher. Guys, I, mean, t- I learned more in that study than and probably any study I've ever taught because you had people there who were open to the Holy Spirit speaking to them and they were willing to speak out. I still remember our friend Tom who's passed away. He said, uh, we were at his house for one of the times and um, I said, oh, your house is really beautiful. And he goes, even now the termites are munching. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's one of the most brilliant things I ever heard. Like, I, like that'll preach. A matter of fact, I might even preach a sermon on that one day. Even now the termites are munching. You remember that? Yeah, I should get a shirt made up. <laughs> but I wouldn't have heard that if Tom wasn't there. Tom didn't quote the Bible. He didn't go on some, you know, great little thing. I'm just like, man, I've never forgotten that. Even now, the termites are munching. One day, John says, hey, there's this thing you don't know about me. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. Uh, He goes, every day I find a penny. I said, okay, every day I find a penny. And I, I asked God, what is that? And he felt like God was saying, every time you see a penny, I want you to know that I love you. And he goes, every day since then, I found a penny. And I wondered why I find a penny every day. And he said, and then it dawns on me, I was looking for pennies because I was looking for God. I'm like, <laughs> like, like, what, what is that? It's, it's, the Holy Spirit working through people. If, if, if you stood up, one of you stood up and said, oh, John, every day I'd find a penny, I'd be like, ushers, get them out of here. I gotta finish a sermon, right? Because it's not the place. But in a small group, it is. And that God could use that. Go ahead to the next one, because this is a great one. Now to each one, okay, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. That means... If you have made a decision to become a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, manifestation just gives an appearing. There's an appearing of the Holy Spirit to each one that's you. That means if you're not in a group 
they're missing some of the Holy Spirit. If you're not there, you might, you say, you might say, uh, you know, John, I don't, you know, I just don't, I've been in small groups and sometimes there's like just that one needy person. You, you know what that is? If you don't know what that is, you're probably the needy person. But, <laughs> but, but there's, always, there's always one in the group. And so it's like if you're sitting there going like, well, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know why the, the needy person. Maybe God's going, I, you kind of get to a place where you can deal with needy people. And so this is for you. They're there for you. You might be independent and think you're all that. You can't even deal with needy people. It happens in interdependence. It happens in interdependence. Now to each one, the manifestation is given. Now here, here's the, the kicker. That's great. You could end there, but it doesn't end there. Go ahead, next one. For the common good. We gather in groups for the common good. We don't do it really for ourselves, although that is a benefit and can be a benefit. We gather together for the common good. Well, what does it mean to gather together? To This manifestation has been given to each person for the common good. Brothers and sisters, we're supposed to be gathering. Rows are awesome. Circles are better. And so what does that mean? Well, it can mean anything. It can mean anything. We're doing a formal small group thing, and we'll get you in a group if you need one and all, all that kind of stuff. My plea to you is not that you're in a living spring group, but that you're in a group. You might have friends that go to another church or a bunch of churches, or you're, in a, you're doing something together. You do chef class or whatever. Just as long as you're doing life together and you're, you have a chance to be able to take this manifestation of the Holy Spirit that you have been given and you're able to gift that to somebody else. That's what it means to be part of the church. See, the church is big C. It's not a little, it's not Living Spring. I mean, we have Living Spring Church and that's great, but we're part of a, a larger church. We're part of the people of God. And so, um, what, I, what I wanted to do, um, I don't, since I don't have anything, I don't know how long I've been going, but I'm done, so I guess we know. Um, what I'd like you to do is to just take some time to think about who might you partner with. Now, maybe for some of you, you're like, oh, I'm just going to join one of the groups you guys have. We have one on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, Sunday. Like, Th that's fine. You know, you can, you can do that. Um, and if you want to do that, just fill out your connection card. I promise I will call you uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, and, and just write 40 for 40 days of prayer and the, the nights you can, you can do it, okay? But maybe for some of you, you're like, John, I just can't, I live, I live, uh, you know, I, to get to church, I drive 25 minutes and I, I just, I get off work at a certain time or whatever. As, as the worship band comes up, and we do our last song and all that, maybe you'd consider leading something. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not really a leader. Okay, let's call it facilitate something. And you do like I do, because I know exactly what it feels to walk up to somebody and go, hey, I wish you would, you know, jo join me. Um, and what we can do 
this is one of the reasons why we wanted to go uh, an extra week, is uh, if you write on your connection card, um, maybe, you, maybe you wanna buy the books. Maybe you have five people at work and you're like, okay, I'm gonna buy the books for them and they can pay me back or they can't. And you just let me know how many books you need because I'm not gonna order a whole bunch and then they just sit on my desk. Um, and so maybe you pray about that during this time. But whatever you do during this time, fill out your connection cards and if you give and you want to um, prepare your offering uh, we take the connection cards and the offering and we just put it in a box in the back there Uh, ask God God who's my group who's my group and see which faces that he brings up and if he doesn't bring up any and you're but I want a group well then you just join one that's been prepared for you and maybe God might say I don't know who your group is right now. Why don't you start asking around at work or in the neighborhood or whatever? Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we don't know why you created your gathering to be made up of vulnerable, human, hypocritical, broken people. Maybe it's because when those broken, hypocritical, insecure people begin to be made whole, it could only be your Holy Spirit. So we thank you, Lord God, that in some small way, through some way that you ordained from the beginning of time, we get to play a part in it. So we thank you for that. Your precious name. Amen.